0: You're listening to The Big Finish Podcast, released on the 1st of November, 2020. Where is Susan Mendes? You will surrender her to us immediately! <laughs> Benji. Hello to you all, I'm Benji, uh-huh. he's Nick, and that's here we true. all are, sitting in a lovely world of Big Finish audio drama. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much about, I mean, we've got the, the Avengers, the Prisoner, uh-huh. Space 1999, yeah. Callum, yeah. Torchwood, oh, mm-hmm. more than we can list anyway, without making this podcast just a list. it uh, might be a bit boring. <laughs> yes, and the next, one, oh, and the next, the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one.
1: And there's an awful lot of Doctor Who about, courtesy of those lovely people at BBC Studios. And this week, well, how much more Doctor who can you get?
0: Yes, it's the Daleks, 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 Daleks. Daleks. Uh, yes, that's coming <laughs> up next week. Not this week, but next week. So Big Finish <gasps> will be re-releasing the acclaimed Dalek Empire series uh, oh, in you. some great download bundles. And um, we go behind the scenes with an archive feature as script editor John Ainsworth and our very own Nicholas Briggs um, and the big boss Jason Hay Gallery and they'll chat all about how it began like in the olden days mm. Arrrrrrr Yes, we're all wearing armour
1: and ride, riding <laughs> on horses. Uh, naturally, we'll also be dipping into the latest reviews, focusing on the fifth Doctor, Tegan, and Nyssa uh, in ti- Tin Time Time. Uh, <laughs> tin Time and Madquake You see, I got there eventually. And we'll be rummaging around, oh, Mrs., in your listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com.
0: The Randomoid Selectron will, as always, be giving you the whole 25% discount on randomly selected Big Finish releases. Well, just one. And we'll be teasing you with a tease of the latest Doctor Who short trips, Blue Boxes.
1: Then to round things off, we take another trip back in time to Dalek Empire. Right back to 2001, for goodness sake, when script editor John Ainsworth interviewed the cast of the first series, including great chats with Sarah Moet... Uh, Mark McDonnell and the late, great Gareth Thomas, all on fine form. And before we uh, move on to our latest reviews, i just got to tell you, Benji, that mm-hmm. so our lovely head of marketing uh, suggested... Uh, that sounds like he's wearing a negligee, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I talked about forums, uh, social media, Reddit, and all, all the strange and delightful myths about Big Finish... That have grown up over the years. He suggested I I, I may explode some of them. Ooh,
0: okay then so <sighs> big Finnish mythbusters. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Whatever that is, that's the music kind have of nice. created. Yeah. Thank
1: you. That's good. It's good. Yeah. Thank you, Keep yeah, it going. Yeah. Um, well, um, I'm going to repeat my mantra, which Stephen Moffat nicked from me. I can just say this, and I hope he hears it and gets on the phone to have a shout at me uh, that I don't personally look at these uh, places. Uh, it, it'd be like walking into a pub while people are talking about me and my friends they have an absolute right to do so without feeling I'm looking over their shoulders. That's my view. Do you think that's reasonable? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, they must be allowed to disagree with or even complain about what Big Finish does. And of course, we do have dedicated people at Big Finish who keep their ears to the ground. It's quite uncomfortable. So we know you know what people's feelings are. But as for me, actually being there and picking through the detail of every comment... Well, It's just too vast a job for me to take on I rely on great people at Big Finish to keep me abreast With a digest of the latest scuttlebutt from the vast world of the internet um, We're keeping an eye on web forums and social media groups Communities like Reddit, you know Rest assured we don't overlook any areas where you might be gathering and chatting But, you know, I don't want to... You, know, you know what I, mean? I think it'd be weird if I just turn up and go, ah... I would like to tell you about uh, so what you're saying there isn't true. I think that gets rid of the fun of it all, doesn't it,
0: when people are having gotta, a chat on the you know, forum. Gotta gotta just leave people to it. You they're entitled. getting up a
1: bit of momentum and getting cross about something? That's that's kind of um,
0: a cathartic exercise for people, isn't it? I don't think I should get in the way of that, to be quite frank. Well, people are entitled, people are entitled to what they think. This is a subjective Uh, industry isn't it creativity Mm. stories everything is subjective you either love it or hate it some of the best masterpieces in the world uh, have been critiqued by other people just as some of things which should be masterpieces are, are loved by people but not the people you know the people up the top it's just everything is different and so it's like this you know free to talk about it and believe what you want and think what you want and have an opinion on what you want we don't really sit and spy it's not what we're about we're too busy we're too busy doing this we're too busy doing the next thing aren't we really well uh, exactly i mean you know i'm just thinking about uh, when
1: i remember when blade runner came out and everyone thinks blade runner is an amazing movie sort of uh, trailblazing iconic Mm -hmm. but it got terrible reviews I loved it. I went to see it twice in one week. But I remember reading in the newspaper people say, Well, oh, what's all this nonsense? I thought, What are you are you seeing the same film that I'm seeing? This is like groundbreaking it's incredible i mean it has defined more than a generation of science fiction really and you know i bet there's still some people out there who think that who don't like casablanca or gone with the wind that are both
0: amazing amazing films search for spock man people give it a hard time i love it i think it's great people (laughs) from the sublime to the ridiculous i just love that that when you mentioned casablanca the first thing that came to my mind was the search for spock the greatest yes, well film of done. all time. And then I'm like, I'm like <laughs> have you seen well, the <laughs> Search for Spot? Um, but it's like I no, mean Guardians it? of the Galaxy. Yeah. Guardians <laughs> <didn't come> <laughs> of yeah. the Galaxy actually.
1: You know But I know a lot of people who hate
0: it. I know a lot of people that love it. You know, it's, it's, yeah, like, it's just like Yeah, me too I love it. I could watch it now. In fact, that's what I'm going to do. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, he's gone. No, it's it's like one of those things. It's it's like, you know, it's, it's the ultimate question that you never ask a Doctor Who fan, you know, who's your favourite Doctor. It's like, you know, it's a very personal thing. Everybody's got a different opinion. Sorry, Some people no, love one particular time in Doctor Who and other people can't stand it. So, you know, with what we're saying really is go forth and don't feel what we're looking over your backs on forums because we're not. No. No, i not. Sorry, carry on, carry on. Uh, oh, by the
1: way, did you see the Master teaser video? Oh, it's very good, isn't out? it? Very, it's very good. The, the book. Mm, yeah. It's gorgeous, gorgeous work. Brilliant, brilliantly executed. Um, and, and uh, you know, the original idea was uh, our head of marketing came up with it and then a fantastic animator and, uh, and, and Scott Hancock wrote the words. Oh, no, I need to know. I need to find out what the animator's name was. Of course, great music by Robert Harvey on that one as well. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Fantastic. Really beautiful. Yes. And it's... uh, It was the... The animation was done by... Uh, Neil Bushnell. I think his name is pronounced Neil, but it's spelt with the E and the I around the other way, so it could be Nile. So sorry, Neil or Nile. Um, brilliant. Also, uh, you've done um, some writing for us uh, Blake Seven Chosen, which is coming out soon. Anyway, just such a superb piece of work. Um but did Benji, did you hear those uh, whispery voices at the end?
0: Yes. What's Is that the, all about? Uh, hmm.
1: Well yeah, War Master producer Scott Hancock tells me, Have a listen to those voices. There's a sneaky hint of something in there. Have you spotted it? Have a listen. Go on. Go and find it now. Pause this. Yeah, just pause. Yeah, go for it, go for it. Are you back? Okay. Was it fun?
0: Ha ha ha. There we go. Well, wow now of course it is time for some other fun it's uh time for the reviews
1: as promised we're looking into the latest adventures for fifth doctor peter davison doctor who thin time mad quake
2: oh my good lord my goodness gracious me what are you
1: from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, Thin Time, Mad
0: Quake. Oh, hello. Good evening. Oh, it's so good of you to come.
3: Um, you were expecting me.
0: Buddy kids.
1: I'll tan your hides. Stop! No, don't open it. Ah!
2: He shouldn't have left us here, all right? He had problems of his own. I don't care. He should have looked after us. Because you need looking after more than him.
4: He's not coming back. And even if he is, I can't sit around here waiting. He left us to fend for ourselves, so
2: that's what I'll do. Yes, run! We love the chase. We love it when you get a nice sweater. I <laughs> oh, save <all> the seasoning. <laughs> oh, we need to run. Run.
5: <laughs>
4: that's right, so come on. <laughs> I hope the doctor never comes back.
1: Big Finish. We love stories.
3: Hello, Nyssa. Tegan, Uh, Mark. I suppose we should talk.
0: And it's so simple. All you need to do is go to bigfinish.com and type in thin time into the search pane at the top. And get right, your yes. ears wrapped around this goodie. <laughs> Thank not, you. not too much. That's not, you wanna be able <laughs> too to do it. wrapping. Uh, first up we got one here from um, Who Review with a with a zero as opposed to no uh, uh, dot Word WordPress.com um, yeah. with powerful mm-hmm. development for all four lead characters, compellingly written and performed guest characters, and Super. a creative return for the slithine thin time oh. slash madquake. Is a standout release in this year's Monthly Adventures range. After this, I'm beyond excited to see where this storyline goes next. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended. Rating four point five out of five.
1: Not too bad. Not too shabby. Not too all,
0: um, yeah. We are cult
1: rocks says overall. Oh, I'll just put one on. That looks very
0: good on you. Very fetching. Thank
1: you very much. I love Thin Time Mad Quick. Honestly, in this reviewer's opinion—well, I'm glad it's this reviewer's opinion, not any other reviewer. Big Finish's most recent output has been stronger than it's been for a long time. I've been loving all the Fifth Doctor, Tegan, Nissa, Mark stories, and I can't wait to see what's to come for this team. Oh, there, oh there's some stuff to come. I—I I mm. can tell you. I don't <laughs> know why I'm doing that voice. These <laughs> stories, in particular, have—what's the matter with me? Have come mainly. As two-for-one stories, perhaps as a trial run for the future releases that will replace the main range. Do you think so? Hmm, interesting. If they maintain this high level of quality, then you can rest assured, the future of Doctor Who at Big Finish is in safe hands. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Thank you, We nice.
0: Well, the digitalfix.com says Thin Time right. Madquake is a Big Finish instalment which is well worth your investment. Even if long-time listeners might find they have to wait a little longer uh, than expected to see Team TARDIS reunited, the union of a fast-paced sci-fi mystery and a slower dive into the emotional consequences of long gestating character arcs makes these stories perfect companions.
1: Oh, very eloquently put from the Digital Fix. I give that review 10 out of 10. Uh, sci-fi pulse.net says doctor who thin time mad quake is an excellent continuation of the story begun in doctor who tartarus Abnet and adams have tough ground to cover oh, it's very tough this ground uh, giving the doctor and his companions separate adventures allows for all of them to air grievances now listen doctor that shade of blue on the
0: TARDIS note Very good, thank it's you not blue enough uh, IndieMacUser.co.uk <laughs> says Overall, Thin Time Madquake is a roaring success <laughs> uh, From <laughs> the monthly range uh, Moving the characters along And changing the character <laughs> dynamics Of a relatively new TARDIS team 8.5 out of 10 Oh, we're getting
1: the .5s here, aren't yes. we? I just noticed how both you, know, Captain Stupid and Mr Silly You and I both did the same roaring joke
0: well, you know, how can we not? How can we not, quite frankly? We're, when I say joke,
1: obviously, it's just sort in of, inverted commas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're just linked. Mind the mind link. <laughs> at
1: KickNZ, says from Twitter, I love the hashtag Doctor Who monthly range at Big Finish. The Thin Time Madquake is an enjoyable and spooky set of tales. I'm constantly impressed by the quality of their productions. Oh, thank you. From the writers to the best in 3D sound, staging and music. It's fantastic. Smiley face. Well, hey. Thank you, Kick
0: Well, more reviews next time, where we'll be talking about The Sixth Doctor and Perry, Volume 1. Start of a new oh. era,
1: isn't it? Very much so. Mm. It's something to Time now to delve straight into listeners' emails.
0: well let's not mess around here we're delving straight we are gonna crack on if you want to email in it's so simple just send them to podcast at bigfinish.com. Okay. same bat time same bat channel <laughs> and maybe next week we'll read them out who knows here go. <laughs> me going down the bat pole um this one's from hannah lynch fries i hope it's lynch fries a lot or lynch freeze who knows i hope it's lynch fries um it's sent on the 29th of october 2020 uh one o'clock one forty seven to be precise uh subjects of the This one is Heart of Darkness. It's a heart, which is an actual heart. There, um... Um, love and podcast question. Uh My dear Nick and Benji, I'm writing you this email to express one thousandfold my delight in Big Finish's release of The War Master, Heart of Darkness. I enjoyed the many twists and turns in each episode that kept me guessing. Mm -hmm. Derek Jacoby and Paul McGann both have outdone themselves in this one. I also loved the structure of beginning, middle, pre-beginning and ending. It worked well for this story. My only criticism Mm -hmm. is the fact that the interviews and accompanying music suites aren't collated into a final file for the download option. Really? I do however understand and recognise if this was a financial decision to keep consistency with the CD release. Four discs as opposed to five are easier to produce. I look forward to next August for The War Master Killing Time Story from my bundled pre-order. Mm-hmm. um please pass on my regards to uh, ewan morris um for the perfect update to his warmaster theme uh-huh. it's breathtaking and i was left speechless upon hearing it at the end of the cognition shift uh, my related question for this podcast is this mm. uh, would you ever consider releasing a cd or download compilation of Big Finish main themes. For example, a release dedicated to the Doctor Who, Worlds of Doctor Who and other Big Finish main themes that have currently been composed. I love to listen to soundtracks often and it would be neat to listen to a bunch of others whilst learning new series that I enjoy based on that. Well wishes to all of you at Big Finish, in time and space, Hannah Lynch Fries. Thank you
1: Hannah. Well, wow. um, I'm not sure about the re- I mean the releases of Dr. Who themed stuff. I think that there's a sort of rights and payment issue that might be difficult. But th- things that are, you know, original compositions by our composers could be released, but the composers are free to release those themselves because we license the music from them and they are they can release stuff themselves. So maybe that's the way we we haven't really had a great success with releasing music stuff in the past so maybe you know, I know that Joe Kramer for example he has released a CD of some of his Doctor Who music that he's done for Big Finish obviously the CD and, and release is not branded as Doctor Who because it's not a licensed product but he is entitled to sell the music that was composed for them and you know. So I can't remember what it's called But have a look around look, Type Joe Kramer's Doctor Who music Into the interweb of Tron And see what you find uh, This next one is from John Wilson Now this is a bit of a disaster last week Benji This was sent on the 26th of October Which is the day after the podcast was released It says chronic hysteresis Hello um, It seems that by naming this week's podcast The same as a podcast from the summer of 2017 You have confused the podcastery uh-huh. gods Or the podcastery uh-huh. dogs as I nearly typed, he says. <laughs> and that the older episode is what's dropped into my feed instead of the new one. See, this is a problem. We thought that the dates we put in the title would make each title unique, but apparently, Surely, these, yeah. these podcast apps strip that date out. So they just go by the title. And I had no idea that I had created a podcast back in 2017 called The War Master so
0: that's I mean
1: we're blooming lucky it's never happened before frankly because I never looked to see whether it's unique Um, so you know what I did was anyway he said the vexing part is that I can't gain any access to the current episode except by way of the Big Finish website well sorry about that but glad you came to the website is this a known issue and I'm taking your time away from it, or am I somehow the first to notice? Is there any fix in the works? If the Nicks and Benjis from both time periods make physical contact, will there be an explosion? Or- <laughs> <laughs> well, there have been an explosion in 2017. Please time don't. Time is time is broken. No, <laughs> please don't look directly at the cafe sketch artist. In any case, <laughs> best job. Really, a bleak uh, reference to city of death. There isn't it? Wonderful. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. There'll be wonderful. a painting
1: of you, Benji, with a, a, a clock, a cracked clock face.
0: Oh no! <laughs>
1: we don't we don't want
0: that? Well, I we wrote. Need to I, I wrote back of fix.
1: <laughs> yes, quite. I wrote back personally to John because I had to work with Sue Cowley, who's very clever about all this stuff at Big Finish. And she said, oh, yeah, it's they strip off the date, so it's no longer a unique title. Um, so I just added uh, Series 5 on the end of it, because it's the Wallmaster Series 5. She, she, Joe. Joe? Who's Joe? Sorry. Sue suggested that... Sorry, just random names. Bertram. Yes, Bertram. Said Bill, that. Uh, um, uh, Harold. Phil. <laughs> Harold. 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 I was serious. So dirty old man. Um, <laughs> H- Harold, oh, better known as Sue, suggests. <laughs> I can't believe this explanation is so Split crystal out, clear. Clan. Fantastic customer uh, relations management here. <laughs> But big finish. Anyway, I wrote to John and said, "Yeah, look, I've messed it up, mate. I've added, I've added another bit to the title. Does that work?" And he wrote back to me and said, "Yes, it does. Thank you very much." I think he was a bit taken aback that I'd written to him, but I just thought, "I've just got to deal with this." John and one other person wrote in about it, so there you go. So that's where I've discovered that only two people listen to the Big Finish podcast. Let's hear from the second one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll have to somehow come up with a new naming convention. <laughs> Well, that's why I've
1: called this one Daleks, 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 because I know for sure I've never called a podcast Daleks, Daleks, Daleks. I
0: uh, might contradict with podcast 1997. Daleks, Daleks, Daleks. Daleks. <laughs> uh, Don't know, maybe we'll, we'll have to designate them by the Chinese years, maybe, so that way then, you know, Big Finish... What is the Chinese year, is it, at the moment? Yeah, where well, it strips out the date, it doesn't matter. Yeah, true. <laughs> but it could be part... The year of the rat. Big Finish rat. <laughs> Starlix, Starlix, Starlix. there we go solved it brilliant brilliant that'd be 50 quid um thank, thank you right this one idea. here from adam ross uh sent on 24th of october uh subject to this one is happy halloween slash listeners email oh. um dear nick and benji uh <laughs> yes. wishing you both and everyone at big finish a happy and spooky halloween <laughs> for 2020 uh, and i hope you're all going well thank you we are yes Thank you. Um, first, that's, it's that's like your big owl voice you. Bilal, when Alex passed right Big owl is just me trying to go
3: as low as possible.
0: I've got quite a high voice though, so I can't go have as you? low. Have you really? Yes, yes, I have. Don't go that way. It's um, <laughs> slightly, slightly, weird Bilal there. That way leads to death. <laughs> that way leads to death Um, firstly I wanted to thank you all for updating the search function on the Big Finish website uh, which makes it much easier to find specific releases Mm. especially those who have large library of audios Uh, so many thanks secondly I wanted to wish Jonathan Carley the best for the upcoming War Doctor Begins box sets his impression is impeccable Impeccable. and I think he will capture impeccable capture the tone and feel of the War Doctor it cannot be pecked it's impeccable impeccable uh, firstly, um, thirdly, even not oh. Thursday, uh, Thursday, <laughs> Friday, um, uh, third, third, L, uh, thirdly, uh, Bill, um, thirdly, um, I have a few questions. Um, <laughs> if you would kindly indulge me. Uh, firstly, will Rith- River meet Michael Jason? Uh, Michael, oh, will River <laughs> no, meet do, do Michael Valiard? Um Given that River has met nearly all her husband's incarnations, I think it would be interesting to see how they would spar against each other. I think it'd be good if, At- if she met. David Jason
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine?
0: Yeah Del Boy Is that you? (laughs) There are no plans for that But I think it's a cracking idea Thank you very much Uh, Secondly With the announcement of Lady Christina Series 2 Would Big Finish Be interested in getting Noel Clarke and David Morrissey To reprise their roles As Mickey Smith And Jackson Lake as they are the only 10th Doctor companions to not appear in a big Finnish audio. Oh,
1: definitely. Yeah, we'll try to do something like that. Yeah, Especially Noel, because he's a mate of mine. I've spoken to him for ages. Maybe he's not a mate of mine anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah. Yeah, it'd be lovely to get Noel in, wouldn't it? Brilliant.
0: Uh, And lastly, um, having started listening to the Excellus saga... Uh, will there be a download of decays? And would you be able to get Anthony Stewart uh, Head to um, do more audios? <laughs> I would have said there was not hyphened here, so I just read Anthony Stewart. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Stewart Head to uh, do more audios for Big Finish, as his voice is so velvety. velvety. Um, he'd be a lovely, uh, perfect choice uh, to play the Master. Mm. Um, Thank you both. Enjoy your weekend. Best wishes, Adam. Thank you, Adam.
1: Well, um, I'm sure the Excellus saga will be completed on download at some point. We are working towards that. Uh, uh, But I can't give you a date on that. Sorry. Anthony Stewart Head. I met him once, you know.
0: Yes. Did he really?
1: nice man? Paul, Very nice man. Very nice indeed. I was doing a convention with Paul McGann and Paul knew him and he introduced him to me and we had a good old chat very nice fella very nice fella um that's nice. Uh, yeah we should look into getting him in again one day um it may be just far too busy and important <laughs> who knows quite frankly who knows uh, that's Doctor it. who's nose well, uh, doctor who's nose yeah john pertwee yeah. oh the best one yeah definitely the best nose Hootah. um benji that's it for this time, more emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com next time, did you know?
0: Well, now we're here, we might as well delve back almost 20 years in time to hear the younger versions of Nicholas Briggs, Jason Hay-Gallery and John Ainsworth talking Daleks, Daleks, Daleks. It's Dalek Empire. Exterminate!
1: And now, script editor John Ainsworth, producer Jason Hay-Gallery and myself have a little cosy chat about Dalek Empire. When we were doing the Bernie Summerfield things before we had the license to do Doctor Who, I Mentioned it to Jason then Well
5: that came about with a, a conversation between Myself and
1: Nick Briggs and Nick Was uh, was determined to get um, Some Dalek stories done Which would stand alone um, And I Wholeheartedly agreed with him, I thought it was a brilliant Idea. They weren't going to be called Dalek Empire, I don't know what they were going to be called But then, you know, Gary came up with the whole Idea for the Doctor Who things to be called Dalek Empire So then
2: the Dalek things became the Dalek Empire standalone things. So, So the idea actually came up before we you even knew did Doctor you Who had the rights to do the Daleks. Yeah, yes. we'd been
1: talking about how we wanted to do Doctor Who, and I, you know, my thoughts were, well, maybe if it's difficult because doing Doctor Who seemed like a completely unobtainable thing. I thought it might be easier just to get the rights to do the Daleks. Um, we went uh, off to Hancock's, who, uh, well, they they look after the rights for the Daleks on behalf of the Terry Nation estate, and um, we suggested it to them. They thought it was an excellent idea.
2: The story ideas that are actually In the Dalek Empire, did you have them as early as that? Or have you only developed them more sort of recently?
1: I knew I wanted to draw on particularly the Dalek book, the original you know, big blue book. First of all, I thought I'd just do adaptations of those stories and, and we'd say to Terry Nation's estate, that's what we're doing, so is that all right? But then, of course, you read the stories and they're they're quite simplistic in nature and you have this whole problem about uh, a lack of clarification as to whether they're talking about the solar system, the galaxy or the universe. <laughs> There's
2: that map at the beginning of it, yes. the first one, which... Shows it intersecting the orbit between Jupiter and yeah, Saturn or something. Yes, Scarrow
1: has arrived in the solar system, <laughs> you know, and somehow I know we've got too big for our boots, haven't we? Because the solar system is a huge, huge place, which we probably won't explore for the next uh, arguably thousand mm. years or something, or maybe never. I don't know. But, you know, somehow the idea of the Daleks taking over the solar system is a bit naff, really. So then I kind of. Stumble upon the idea of um, sort of taking the feel and and some of the flavour and vaguely some of the plot ideas from the Dalek book and then thinking, well,
2: let's make this a little more grown up, Mm. you know, and more like modern science fiction. And, but the most obvious change is that in the book, the man and the woman are brother and sister, aren't they? And there, yes. is, there is another man as well. That's right, there's there? two, two brothers and a sister. But they're still the two main characters, and it's, yes. and it's I must get my sister back, but in this is, I must get the love of my life back, which yes. is a significant change. But you can't have that sort of naughty stuff in a children's book. <laughs> no, precisely, <laughs> yeah.
1: sister. But... Yes, that uh, certainly uh, appealed to me in the Dalek book, that there was like an emotional incentive. And, you know, the Daleks are kind of anti-emotional anti-positive emotion. Now, I just wanted to ask you, maybe you'd like to explain your involvement in
2: the project. My involvement in Dalek Empire is a script editor, which means that you and I work together in case you haven't <laughs> Oh, now I wonder why you keep coming around here. <laughs> well, I suppose you should say why you need, why you want a script editor.
1: I think you can't really write in a vacuum. You can't create something on the page and then just take it straight into a studio and into post-production because you will be blind to certain weaknesses unless you're a genius my proposition is that i'm not <laughs> so you need someone to come afresh to your work and spot the things that are wrong with it or the things that are right with it as well and, and to, you need a bit of a dialogue and i know that you know you and i had uh, back in the audio visuals days worked together on scripts and ideas a lot mm. and over the years we've just developed a, a real respect for each other in that um Respect.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's hugely important, though, isn't it? That's the only way you can bounce ideas off each other.
1: And someone who's equally into darlings. Humanoids located!
2: Exterminate! Exterminate!
1: This whole element of someone helping the Daleks in their conquest of the galaxy, but for, sort of, in inverted commas, good reasons. That's something that you've really honed in on, and uh, and we're developing that more mm. as a kind of uh, fundamental point of sort of dramatic angst in the whole thing.
2: Which you couldn't do in a Doctor Who. You are able to do something with your main characters, I mean human characters, your focal point, whereas everyone knows the Doctor and his companions and there are parameters with what you can do with them.
0: Where is the Doctor?
2: With Doctor Who your familiar element is the Doctor which is very
1: a very cosy setting. With this, the familiar element for the audience is the Daleks mm. which is not at all cosy and very unsettling. The only people you know to start with in these stories are the really nasty ones and you have to get to know the human characters and find out whether they're what you think they are and of course they're going to develop and change as the four parts go
2: yes which is because you don't really know where they're going you do always know where the doctor's going yes Um, you know he's going to have to save the day people will want these
1: characters to save the day but they're not as powerful as the doctor they don't have so many so much experience and uh, so many resources at their disposal and they're not really super men, which I no. suppose the Doctor in many ways is. They're not in control of the situation. No. They've been overrun. The Dalek
2: invasion has started and the story is that uh, they're winning. The Dalek Empire is about, it is about presenting an old situation in a new way. You know, it's a, a Dalek invasion. And you could say that is all it's about. But yeah. it does go down into the sort of the, the real moral issues that people face in terrible situations and the relationships there, and the horrible decisions they have to make for the greater good, and what that does to you, even if you've made the right decision for other people, for for the masses, it doesn't necessarily mean it's good for you personally. <laughs> but there's plenty of action in there, and plenty
1: of darlings. And sorry about some of the odd editing in that Someone was keen to cut out all the gaps Weren't they? I think it was Davy Darlington I don't know, it's really weird We sort of talk and we just take a breath And and the next word is in Uh, Or it may have been uh, that we were just running out of space on the CD It was from the Big Finish Magazine CD Anyway, next week I believe it'll be the 9th of November, uh, Dalek Empire and all the other Dalek Empires, Dalek War, Dalek Empire 3 and Dalek Empire The Fearless, will be available in special download bundles. Next week, we'll be going behind the scenes with the Dalek Empire 3 team, featuring a certain David Tennant. (laughs)
0: Yes,
1: before he became the Doctor.
0: Time now to tease you with this week's Doctor Who Short Trips Blue Boxes. From Big Finish Productions... Sorry, Siobhan said, the connection's terrible. Listen, have you got the wrong number? This is just a payphone. There isn't anybody,
1: what's that? Siobhan heard a buzz that made her skin crawl and then her bones
0: vibrate. She felt sick. She couldn't put down the receiver. The line went dead.
1: Doctor Who Short Trips, Blue Boxes. Dr. Elizabeth Shaw was frankly shocked that the doctor had agreed to investigate the prank call's inundating unit. She was barely alive, and there was no real indication she would recover. By all appearances, and according to every standard maintenance
0: test, the phone that had done this was in perfect working order. And you'll certainly have our assistance, the doctor added. Unfortunately, coaxing fiddly blue boxes into working is the leitmotif of my life.
1: Big Finish. We love stories. Just go to bigfinish.com and type blue boxes into the search engine to get a
0: hold of this. Beauty. Well, any moment now, we'll be delving deeper behind the scenes of Dalek Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, script editor John Ainsworth interviews the cast during the recording. A real hidden treat in there is a lovely interview with Roger Blake himself, the late, great, brilliant Gareth Thomas. Uh, Nick, what are your memories of him? Oh, yeah. He does mention that he did, uh, in the interview, he says, Oh, I did uh, uh, the
1: f- f- first Paul McGowan. He was in Storm Warning. In yes, 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 yes And uh, I'd never I don't think I'd ever Worked with Gareth before And I wasn't actually I don't think I was In Storm Warning But I was around When it was being recorded And I was really Impressed Hey <laughs> Hey 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 By uh, Gareth Thomas's uh, Actual performance And also by his Just general Niceness And you know What a good bloke he was And so uh, I was already Planning Dalek Empire At the time I'd already written Something And I remember Speaking to Mark McDonnell Who was uh, doing, play- but anyway, I, I, um, I, I, I'd sort of thought of Gareth. I thought I'd love to write a really great part for him, and so I did. I wrote Carlendorf in Dalek Empire. Then I phoned Gareth up, and I said, "Look, would you like to do it?" I mean, I realise you know you've never worked on one of my scripts before, and and he, and he, said, and he just said on the phone, he was just absolutely gorgeous. He said, "No, I trust you. I trust you." I said would well, you want to read it first he went, no no just send it I'll do it don't worry yep. send it in the post a nice bloke yeah that's it and he turned up and did it and the funny thing in the interviews you'll hear that John Ainsworth you know I write character descriptions on the front page of scripts as all writers at big finish do and um I described Carlandorf as the kind of um Strong character that he was But in the first episode He is in a in the middle of a Dalek invasion And he's kind of grovelling around And in a terrible state And, you know, he's meant to build up Through the story But because it said all these strong things about him Gareth was really sort of quite cross That his character hadn't been written In a, a stronger way <laughs> so he's going yeah, this is very interesting he says well I'm just not doing what the character description says so I, I hope that this improves and that I'll uh, be stronger and and I had a plan for him to get stronger but I brought it forward because I thought well he's clearly I was writing the one episode at a time writing an episode recording it then writing another episode then recording it so you know he basically uh, increased the curve I, I, I did it faster <laughs> because I could see he was just going to get more slightly irate about it. Is you always knew when you were slightly in trouble with gareth because he'd say well it's not a problem i mean it's fine it's fine it doesn't worry me at all and he thought oh dear it does it's worrying <laughs> you and it ain't fine <laughs> anyway and he rode up it's time now to give you a 25 percent discount on a randomly selected big finish release it's the randomoid selectatron <laughs>
0: well interesting enough ran listens ran listens and ran has do? actually come up with, with something rather interesting here it's just uh doctor who music from the audio adventures volume oh. six sixth <laughs> ah. but the the but it says the cd is out of print and there is no download option so we can't can you <laughs> believe it what so there's and no you adam and eve well, it. It. wow well that was so, all,
1: so all a bit of a build-up wasn't it yeah
0: it was a bit Why of a build-up even well, on the was, website yeah, there's, it's, it's on the website, but there's nothing there. It spin says available it November, November. Yeah, I'll spin it again. But there we go. Could have, what could have been? Um, you can listen to Toby Haydox, who's round with Simon Fisher becker Oh yeah, yeah, but um, that's free
1: anyway. Yeah,
0: that's free anyway. Little, little, little. Um, Terror Hawks, Deadly Departed, that's free. Uh, come on, Ran. <laughs>
1: come on. What Ran. is the matter with you? There we go. We uh, Doctor Who, the Behemoth. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, there historical so one, isn't it? A
0: historical classic. Is yes, it the yes. um, is it the sixth doctor? Certainly is, yes, it's doctor. There, there it is, yeah. Um, with um, as well as that uh, Miranda Raisin and uh, Lisa Greenwood.
1: That's right. Brilliant cast here. Yeah, here's the trailer coming soon from Big Finish Productions.
2: Mrs. Clark, Mrs. Ramon,
1: and <clears throat> the Doctor. Very discreet. Thank
4: you. This is asking for trouble.
1: Doctor Who The behemoth
0: Theodosia. Might I have the honor?
4: Oh, sir, you may indeed. Good grief. He's rather
0: covered. Gorenbe. Gorenbe. Are you there? They are hunting me. They have taken him away because they are our masters.
4: England should be ashamed. And one day your filthy trade will be swept away!
0: Utter one word! And I'll have him flogged to death! And you, too! Get off me! Get off! Let me out! Let me out!
4: Doctor! It is there! The dragon! <laughs> Connie, look out!
1: Big finish. We love stories.
0: You destroyed my foundry. Oh, a big explosion can be hugely satisfying. Bit of Constance and Flip action there. Rock and roll. Love them both. Um, Directed by Jamie Wayne... Anderson. Yeah. This... Jamie, yeah. And interesting enough, uh, starring Wayne Forrester. Always. Yeah, in ja- Anderson link there. Yes.
1: Always in Jamie Anderson's productions. Because <laughs> well, Wayne can do so many different voices. So, Yeah. Um, it was, God, that was back in 2017 A time when there was a podcast that got confused with last week's podcast <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, if, if only Jamie Anderson were here to give us an anecdote about it But it's a Mark Platt script, isn't it? Yes, it is, Mark Platt, brilliant Very interesting, dealing with issues of slavery And uh, a, a huge rhinoceros, I seem to remember
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think you're I think right, I think you're right Yes, yes <laughs> well good there we go well you can get your discount on that one super easy yeah just get it you'll find a way you'll find a way no, it's <laughs> super easy all you need to do go on a big finish website bigfinish.com yes. on the menu go to podcasts yes. when you're in the podcast section you'll have the current podcast it will say read more and then when you want to read more uh, go into the blurb underneath, and it will say just click here and enter the code buck up. Mm-hmm. That's buck up, all capital letters, uh, no spaces, no punctuation, just buck up, enter that one in, and you will get your discount. We will Simple. get our power. Simple. Exactly. They, that's when the Daleks bought a light bulb um, <laughs> and illuminated the inside of their ship. Uh, but there we go, Ran. What a brick you are. Solid recommendations there. But sadly, now it is time for us to say oh. goodbye, naturally. In the style of a Dalek. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, it clipped a bit on the microphone. there. That's That's exactly what
1: what you want, isn't it? Your Dalek was better than mine. Oh, no. Don't don't tell anyone I said
0: that. No, I (laughs) could never. never, No, no. I simply won't take it. Ah, well, goodbye. And
1: while we're away why not enjoy this rather lovely trip down memory lane? There's a good deal of me going on about it. Stop going on. Stop going on. <laughs> He's going on. Uh, but it's a lovely snapshot of a few weeks back in 2001 during the recording of the very first series of Dalek Empire.
4: It's like a, almost a year of your life with these people that you only see once every now and again. But I feel, I feel very fond of everybody, I think. It's a really nice bunch of people and it's a lovely atmosphere because so everyone's having fun and hopefully making it, you know, sound enjoyable to people who are listening. But yeah, it's lovely. I mean, really, I've really, i really enjoyed it.
1: That was Sarah Mowat talking about her experiences playing Suze in Dalek Empire. And since Dalek War has just recently started its uh, release schedule, I thought that that was a good place to start looking back at the, the first series. I'm Nick Briggs, and uh, I had quite a lot to do with uh, Dalek Empire. And uh, during the time that it was being recorded, John Ainsworth, who was the script editor and good friend of mine, uh, was sort of behind the scenes with a mini-disc recorder doing little interviews with the cast. And it's quite interesting, I think anyway, see what you think, to hear how people's views and experiences changed over the period of the recording, because it actually took place between something like March and November.
3: Oh, well, well, at the moment, my character seems to be playing against the description of the character, uh, which I find very interesting.
1: Something that highlights this particularly is Gareth Thomas, who played Karlendorf. And here, he had quite a few concerns, as you'll hear. Uh,
3: no, by which I mean he's exhausted, he's injured, he's whatever. But the description is of a man who has a tremendous survival instinct, is a man who's uh, supremely trained, uh, has telepathic powers, um, is a knight as such in the old-fashioned sense of the word. And so at the moment I'm just rather interested as to why he's not actually, shall we say, being a little bit stronger than he is. Uh, But I shall no doubt everything will unfold.
1: (laughs) The reason I'd uh, given the actors, uh, Mark, Sarah, and Gareth little character breakdown things was that I was aware that they were playing these continuing characters and yet they only had the first installment I'd worked out the plot but not written the scripts for the later episodes so I wanted to give them at least some idea of character wise where they'd be going and I realized in retrospect that that must have been quite confusing for Gareth because I'd outlined as he said this very uh, motivated, uh, strong, powerful character for Carlendorf, and yet at the beginning of the story, of course he isn 't like that and Although I always had plans for Karlendorf to become more and more significant in the story, I really think that gareth 's concerns, which I did hear about after the first episode, did sort of push me in that direction a little quicker than i 'd initially intended and Certainly I put in a speech in the second part of Dalek Empire where he does a big rallying speech to the guys in the garrison system. Uh, I put that in as a direct result of his, shall we say, concerns about the character.
4: From the point of view of the first episode, Suze is quite a cheery um, scientist who is uh, really pulled into a situation quite beyond her control when the Daleks invade, take over all human life. Forms and um, completely subjugate um, them to working for for the better of the of the Dalek Empire. And Sue's really st- stands up to them and tries to make things a bit more bearable for all the humans. Um, she's very sort of gutsy, and she is so desperate about the situation that she's in that she stands up to them uh, despite her fear, and um, eventually has some. This has some effect on the way that the humans are treated, and it's it's interesting to see then how the Daleks decide to use her, uh, with or without her knowledge. So it's interesting. It's interesting to see how it's going to develop over the next few parts. Certainly.
1: With regard to Mark McDonald, who played Albie Brook, I met Mark when we were doing Paul McGann Doctor Who's, and he'd been recommended to me by Gary Russell and John Ainsworth. And I wore. I had started writing Dalek Empire in the most sort of sketchy form at that point, and I was struggling to find a, a character for the lead male for the character of Albie Brook. And when I met Mark, it suddenly sort of fell into place. And so he always had this joke that the the character was I'd based it on him, which is sort of largely true, really.
2: How would you describe your character? Uh,
5: uh, me in space. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no it's um yeah well he's kind of you know yeah, sort of usual anti authority slightly rebellious spy figure. But then he's not that, you know that's the, that's a the sort of obvious thing and beyond that he's just a kind of normal bloke caught up in a abnormal situation I think.
4: I remember what it was like before the Daleks came to Vega 6. The air was always fresh. The thumbs were always high.
1: The lovely the Joyce sky. Gibbs, who played the, the Seer of Yaldos, so had no idea that she was the Seer of Yaldos at the beginning. Uh, as you can tell here, she has ideas about the character she's playing that uh, I wanted the audience to assume as well.
4: Yes, yes, I like her very much. Not quite sure who she is, but I think I suspect who, she's, who she really is in the play, you know. I have a feeling she's an older young lady, if you see what I mean. And uh, I love the play. They are, sure they are sure that they will win, that they will, that they will conquer our galaxy. <laughs> I don't know, I don't like to think. I mean, I think, from what I can gather, is that she becomes this sort of ambassador, almost, who travels around to other invaded quarters and um, generally tries to do the same sort of thing in being a middleman, Really? And also creating a, a strong force in the humans uh, as possibly rising against the against the Daleks. So I think she's she's got a dual agenda, but whether she's aware of it in this per- first bit, I don't think so. So it's very interesting, actually. And she has this great relationship with Callandorf. And I don't know how that will develop. That will be very interesting. So at the moment, it's just a lot of groaning and
3: being subjugated at the moment.
1: <laughs> of course, back to Gareth. And he he still has some uh, concerns.
3: <laughs> well, yes. Although, in theory, I would have thought, given the, the, the uh, description at the beginning, that shouldn't actually have happened. So obviously, it is a, a big thing. I mean, you know, he's going to have to pull himself out of that and actually... Grow up? No, I mean come back to his normal self, which is uh, uh, almost like a time loop.
4: Well, I think it's quite exciting, really, because um, you have to only deal with the knowledge that you have in front of you at the time, and sometimes you can get into a bad habit of knowing what will happen, and that will colour what you're doing at the time. Whereas with this, and uh, responding to what's going on around you, and and just uh, reacting as, as you go along, really. So I don't know whether. Suze has some sort of something in her that will come out later that might have been useful now or not. So I'm just gonna to have to go with a gut instinct at the moment. So yes it's it's actually I think more liberating in some ways <laughs> i shall probably live to regret that statement but no i i am enjoying it very much very much indeed
1: it's awful isn't it she had no idea i was going to kill her
4: no the daleks are the stars most definitely i think but the nice thing is yes suze has her moments and her encounters with them and i hope that oh, we haven't done one of those scenes yet i've not recorded one of those yet so i'm quite excited about what's going to happen in, in major encounters with dalek supreme is it Dalek Supreme? Mm-hmm. I think he's called. Susan I don't want to die. You know that. I know you know that. Look, let's stop pretending. So, all right, I'll do your dirty Much work. Much has
1: been for you. said in the past do- about how, during the recordings at that stage, we just had stunt Daleks, which are people who stood in for myself and Alistair because Alistair was doing the recording and I was doing the directing, so I didn't want to be exhausted doing Dalek voices at the same time. Alistair and myself would actually do the Daleks later on in post-production. But it got to the stage where I was so keen to get out of Sarah the more precise reactions. I think it's one thing when an actor is just reacting to someone saying, exterminate, move, get in there, whatever. Uh, but the content of the scenes between Suze and the Dalek Supreme was, I felt, on a, a much more emotional uh, character level, certainly for her. And I think she needed to hear something that was nearer the what I wanted for the performance of the Dalek Supreme. Sounds a little grand for a sort of talking dustbin, doesn't it? But I just... So I actually grabbed the mic during those scenes and and did... My Own Stunt Dalek. Who
0: is he?
4: outside? Someone I thought was dead! Someone. Someone I'd fallen in love with.
1: John also spoke to Gareth about uh, some more general points about his career.
2: And... Having been in Blake 7, which is also a Terry Nation creation, we <laughs> have now completed the, uh, the Terry Nation's greatest hits, really. Yes, yes, of yes. <laughs> Although not
3: in the film of, of um, Blake 7. There you go. Uh, <laughs> that's another story I just heard. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, it, it, that's fair enough. But, I mean, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I, I, Blake 7 has always fascinated me because I enjoyed it enormously. But then when we had the little radio shows, the producers and the writer of the radio shows had only seen the two series I wasn't in. So Blake wasn't in it. And I did think it's slightly strange. I mean, it didn't bother me, but it did st- I did find it slightly strange. If they've got to call it Blake 7 and deliberately not put Blake in it, that seems to me relatively unintelligent. Call it something else, if you like. Mm. But anyway, uh, and the film is going to be, I think it's going to be something to do with Blake. But Blake is not in it. Mm. Uh, as I say, it doesn't particularly bother me as an actor or as a person, but I just think intellectually, so it just seems to me a bit strange. Mm. But yes, I've done the Terranation Circle now. Yes. I um, haven't stood inside a Dalek yet, but... <laughs> oh, is that your next ambition? Though? No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you actually watch Doctor Who when it was on and the Daleks? Or uh,
3: occasionally, yes, as a kid. Although I didn't have television until I was 16. Right. Oh, we didn't have television until I was 16. So I watched very, very few of them. In fact, I very, very, very rarely watch television anyway. I don't know why. Bustman's holiday, I suppose.
2: Did you watch yourself?
3: No, never. No. Never watched myself. But not deliberately. I mean, if you're doing a chat show they throw clips at you, you have no option, really. Um, but I haven't actually watched a programme I've done, I don't ever know. No. Right. Nor do I intend to start. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and this, uh, although this, this is your Doctor Who, obviously it's connected, but uh, you had one previous encounter. Oh, with yeah. You, last
3: year. Last yeah. year. That was fun. Enjoyed that. Um, yes, I can't remember the name of the, the thing now. But play, the, the R101, I mean, the this, uh, Dirigible Airship. Um, with Paul McGann. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that enormously.
2: And how did you find Paul McGann? Because he's he's a bit of an enigmatic uh, doctor, at least as far as Doctor Who fans are
3: concerned. Oh, as far as I was concerned, he was absolutely fine. The only thing I found, and I I understood totally, of course, I was away from home, and therefore you come to lunchtime and you all go down and have a meal or whatever, and Paul was there and was absolutely fine. But then if you're away from home, when you finish recording in the evening, you think, oh, well, let's go to the pub and have a couple of jars, or go to the hotel and have a few jars and a chat. because he's off, because he lives there. Hmm. And I thought, well, that's fair enough, he lives here. but So I never really got to know him particularly well. But he seemed to me very pleasant and fine as Doctor Who. I mean, enigmatic, yes, so was Sylvester. Um, so was Tom Baker. You know, I mean, that, that I think that's part of the point. I mean, so was William Hartnell in his own way. I mean, I think that was one of the part of the joys of, of, of uh, Doctor Who. I mean, I remember having a long conversation with a very good friend of mine, whom I'd worked with long before he became producer of Doctor Who, uh, John Nathan Turner. And when it was, I can't remember, I think it was when Tom left, actually and I'm sure lots of other people said John as well. But I said, I mean, get a woman, for God's sake. I mean, you know, it, it's, it would be... It would solve your, your feminist lobby. It wouldn't make any difference to Doctor Who. In fact, it'd be wonderful. And he said, well, who would you think on?" I said, Rosalie Crutchley, actually, was the one I thought of. Um, um, but no, no, BBC wouldn't allow that, because BBC have no sense of humour or anything like that. Right. <laughs> well, I wanted, when I was doing Blake 7, uh, I said to Tom Baker, I said, wouldn't it be great if during one of the episodes... Either in Doctor Who or Blake Seven, it doesn't matter which. Let's say Blake Seven. We're doing the, the story there, and then suddenly you just walk down the corridor, and I walk up the corridor, and I say, "Morning, Doctor. Morning, Raj." And that's it. And how many millions of people have written in and yeah. said, hey, do you, do you, uh, "Or I said, or in Doctor Who," and I just stroll through the "Morning, Doctor. Morning, Raj." <laughs> I bet
2: Tom Baker was up for it.
3: Oh yes, absolutely. Somebody but the BBC? Oh no, no, no. That that requires a sense of humour. <laughs>
1: More often than not, uh, actors who work on our productions either know nothing about Doctor Who or have very little interest in it, even if they do say, oh, yeah, I'm a great fan. You can always tell if an actor isn't really a fan of Doctor Who because they say, I'm a great fan. They say, oh, yes, I remember the bit where the plastic people came out of the water. And uh, Mark, however, we know for certain is a great fan of Doctor Who. You were
2: telling me about your lifelong your yes, love of Doctor I, Who. Yeah, I've
5: been a lifelong fan of Doctor Who, and it's great working with the Daleks. It's fantastic.
2: But they weren't your favourites? You no. Why, why, why
5: was that? I don't know. No, I always liked Dalek stories, you know. Some better than others, obviously. You can't beat Genesis, really. But, um... Did you know, by the way... <laughs> this is boring now, but... Did you know Genesis of the Daleks was mentioned on the front page of The Guardian about a month ago? No,
2: I didn't. Why was it? In
5: reference to cybernetics. Right. It's obviously some fan that's written... <laughs> but it's a front page story about uh, some American lab who have managed to link up... Um, a live eel with a robotic system right? so that the robot moves towards the light. And it said in a scene reminiscent of Genesis of the Daleks, I thought somebody is just laughing all the way to Dr. <laughs> Heaven uh, it's probably Mark sitting right in right the right. garden. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, I was, you know, <clears throat> Sontaran's one of my favorites.
1: Here's Joyce still being an absolute sweetheart. I do. My image of Joyce is she always used to turn up uh, with one of those little uh, wheelie bag things, you know that uh, lovely old ladies always seem to have with them. And that was just, she was that archetypal image.
4: <laughs> I love the fact that the Daleks are back. Yeah! They're so exciting. And the robo men. And oh, yes, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And it gets, it gets better as it goes on as well. It gets more and more intriguing. <laughs> what next? What's she going to do? How can she think that she's going to be able to Top the Daleks.
1: Right here we are on to episode three, and uh, let's see what Mark had to say about that.
2: You've done episode three episode now. Episode three, yes. Um, and you've only seen each script as, as you've gone along. Yeah. So has that been a bit odd? How, have we, yeah, it what's, has. What's yeah. the progression of the character been like for you? Sort of? Well, it,
5: it, you know, you only get the script a couple of days before we start, and so I got this like two days ago, and and I, and I couldn't put it down because I was really wanted to know. Uh, Nick could give me a clue as to what happened at the beginning of it, but that was it. I didn't understand. I didn't know what it was happening. So it's like it's like reading a book, really. You're kinda desperate to find out what's going on.
2: And you don't know what happens at the end yet. Nick's not told you that.
5: Obviously. No, no. I think he's changing his mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. I wasn't changing my mind. That's a scandalous
1: rumour. I think I made a few adjustments to emphasis
5: in the script. Uh, not killing quite so many characters, but each one ends with such a big cliffhanger, you know. It's, it's, it's a, it's a big, huge emotional r- roller coaster, really, for everybody. I think that all the regular characters have some huge thing to go through.
1: Episode three was quite difficult for Sarah because it suddenly occurred to her that she was dead, but there were further developments.
2: <laughs> well, here we are, Dalek Empire, episode four. Yes, and you're apparently dead. Uh,
4: Yes, <laughs>
2: I mean, yes. At the end of three,
4: I appear to die, don't I? And um, I did say to Nick. Nick Briggs was very um, keen to stress the fact that um, I would actually be in part four, but he couldn't explain quite how. And I'm, and I'm still working it out myself. It's very mysterious. Um, certain things slot into place. Little. You know, loose ends are tied up from the other parts of the story. Um, But I don't do an awful lot of talking in part four. Um, And there are certain other things that are not resolved. So I'm hoping that maybe next year those things might be resolved in another story.
5: (laughs) So I kind of thought that all the ends would be tied up. No, no, there's even more loose ends. (laughs) The whole thing about
1: uh, there being another series of Dalek Empire was sort of, Pootling around in the back of my mind, but very much at the back. I think actually Jason Hay Gallery was thinking about it more, certainly, sort of in uh, production schedule and financial terms. And luckily, uh, people seem to like Dalek Empire. So, uh, yeah, so we thought we'd do some more.
0: Where is Susan Mendes? You will surrender her to us immediately. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. So why not rate, review and subscribe? I, yeah. I can't think of a reason why not. Yeah, yeah no. quite, right, quite right. Tea? Mm.
1: Yes, thank you. Yeah.